This episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast is actually a broadcast that we do on AM radio. So we do a show called The Draw on 12:10 a.m. The Man, which broadcasts in South Florida, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, we've been broadcasting live from Cigar Cellar of Miami at 1557 Sunset Drive, and we're sharing broadcasts of The Draw here on our podcast. So without any further ado, here is the latest installment of The Draw. On 12:10 a.m., the man, which you can also find on Spotify if you search for the draw 12:10, or uh, streaming live again Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 12:10theman.com. That's one two one zero theman.com. Otherwise, uh, you should be able to catch uh, episodes of that show right here on the Cigar Snob Podcast feed, unless you want to hear us live, which is always fun. Anyway, here you go. Welcome to The Draw. I am Nick Jimenez of Cigar Snob Magazine, and I am here with Eric Calvino. What's happening, y'all? Also of Cigar Snob Magazine. That is true. We you tell no lie. We, I, I can't think of a single false thing I've said on this radio show so far. At least so far. We've yes. just been doing it. No, actually, I can think of a lot of things. I do a lot of making things up. No, that's not true. Can you trust me? Who knows? Where are we going to go with this? <laughs> One thing I know is true is we are at Cigar Cellar at 1557 Sunset Drive over here with uh, Mr. Alex Broche on the, on, at, the, at, the, at the bar and on the ones and twos. That's right. DJ Alex Broche. Over yesterday, there. Uh, yesterday, he hooked it up. Hooked it up big time. When we didn't have internets. When, when we couldn't hook it up, Alex <laughs> Broche did. Uh, so you may be aware that we were absent uh, yesterday from, uh, from your speakers and uh, yeah, we sort had, of accent. Ab- yeah, yeah. We, we were we were there in spirit and also in rerun. Yes. Um, but uh, we have resolved those technical problems, um, and we will be talking a little bit about what you missed and what we will be delivering on uh, probably later in the month. But first, the cigar that we're smoking. So as always, not we as are, always like finally. Well, you, well I was going to say as always <laughs> we're smoking, and as we haven't in quite a while. Uh, we are smoking a cigar that made an appearance on our list of the top 25 cigars of 2018, back when we published that uh, list in January 2019. So, at long last, we are smoking cigar number 25, the big 2-5 over here, and that is the Hoya Silver. It I, is, th- uh, have I ever told you that every time I say Hoya Silver... I always think of like the old uh, high o silver. <laughs> I always that always pops Hoya into my head. Hoya silver. Yep. Uh, so Hoya silver uh, is a wonderful ride. Yes. Bitte, bitte. Uh, <laughs> nicely done. Oh yeah. So uh, Hoya silver is made as the name suggests, especially to those of you in the know, at Hoya de Nicaragua in Esteli, Nicaragua. It is uh, wrapped with an Ecuadorian wrapper. It's got a Mexican binder and fillers from Nicaragua. We uh, put this on our list at number 25 in its Toro format, which is a 6 by 52, so 6 inches by 52, 64 of an inch, almost. And it is a box press, 6 by 52. Correct, yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a soft box press. Yeah. Uh, so not, uh, not as sharp as, as some others, but it's, um, it, it feels good in the hand, I think. I'm, yep. I'm a fan of these soft, softer box presses. You like things that feel good in the hand. I love things that feel, you know, a, a bird in the hand, yeah. it's got to feel good. It's worth two Hoyas in the bush. There you go. 
That can uh, go so where, wrong. I, I mean, I don't know this. how we <laughs> we uh, tiptoed across that minefield. Say, you know, our opinions on whether to put your Hoyas in the bush do not reflect the opinions of 1210 <laughs> The Man you. AM uh, or our sponsors. Uh, but I'm going to say, you know, don't put your Hoyas in the bush because you want to keep them in your humidor and smoke them later. Um, unless, you're, unless your bush is at 68% humidity, and that's okay. <laughs> I don't want to stop doing this. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so yes, so we are smoking Hoya Silver. It retails for $7.80, and this is the last time that we will be smoking from our top 25 list unless... Uh, we'll be freed from the chains. Freed from the chains, at least until January. Um, so we'll see. That's um, true. But, right uh, around the corner. We're right back in the chains of the top 25 yep, list. Yep. Um, what are I your feelings on this? I, I love this smoke. It's one of those kind of... I mean, it has, to make the, it has to be good, right, to make the top 25 list, even at number 25. Do, do we want to recap real quick, by the way, how a cigar makes it onto the top 25 list? Because we probably, yeah, I think we probably that's explained fair. it like 30 episodes ago. I think that's fair. So we rate cigars throughout the year. We rate them blind. We rate them by grouping of, uh, of size. Is someone hammering over there? Sorry, guys. I was, I was building a shed over here. <laughs> uh, so we rate them by grouping of size and strength and wrapper, right? So that sort of combination so that, so that every cigar gets a fair shot, right? They're being tasted and, uh, and rated against similar cigars. So we do that throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, we compile everything that got a 91 or above. And then we taste them all together as opposed to grouped that way. So then when you do it, when you do that, you have to smoke things multiple times because as you, let's say you're smoking and, and you're 10 or 15 cigars into it, you say, okay, here, you know, here's where I'm at with uh, number one and blah, blah, blah. And then you then have to like retaste because as you move on, you go, wow, this other cigar is... So it's very difficult and it requires a ton of smoking and it's always blind. Uh, again, the biggest difference being that we don't group them by like cigars. So then they sort of kind of stand out on their own against other cigars. So uh, then we, we go through and produce this list. It, it's, again, not an easy process. It's time-consuming. A lot of smoking going on at the end of the year. Um, and so we're very proud of this list. Every, every year, the one constant we have uh, whenever we meet our, our readers and the retailers that, that uh, carry our magazine is they always talk about how good our, our ratings are, so how accurate they are in, in comparison to what their consumers like. Uh, and then also we get comments about our top 25 and how good of a list it is. You can, what, every, what I hear most often is that you can pick up the list and you can pick up any cigar from that list and you're going to enjoy it. You're not going to have a dud in that group. Uh, and so it's tough to do, right, because cigars change. Yeah. Uh, you may smoke a cigar and it got a very high rating in March, and when you retaste it in November, right, it's not the same cigar anymore because it went through a, another batch or two, and now the tobaccos in there may have had to have changed. Uh, the internal humidity of the cigars have changed. I mean, there, there's all kinds of factors that change, and so it's it's really hard to to put together a list. And, but we we really uh, this list to us is is like Bible. Like we don't mess with this right no yeah so so we uh 
we care deeply about that list. And so, like I said, when something makes it to the list, uh, we can stand behind it with our eyes closed, right? Yeah, and it's, it's a comment that we get from, uh, from readers all over the country whenever we're out, you know, all over the world traveling, smoking cigars, um, about this list is... Are you doing your ad read now? I'm, I'm, almost, <laughs> almost. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the, and this is people who are not in the business, just smokers who learn where we're from when we walk into a shop. And one of the things that people who are familiar with the magazine will always tell us is, you know, I, I can always count on those ratings to, to feel like they're honest ratings, you know. Yep. Uh, so, okay, so now well, that we've... And, and, and on top of that, we just came back from the trade show. Right. And so the trade show is one of those places where every, every July we come back energized from the trade show because everyone is telling us um, usually how happy they are with the ratings, how, uh, how, as you said, how honest they are and how honest the top 25 list is. And so we walk into a bunch of shops all around the country where they post our top 25 list yeah. in their humidor to help people uh, you know, pick out their cigars. So uh, it's something that we're really proud of. We didn't we didn't start doing top 25 list till uh, I think it was 2012. So we went, we went six years of producing Cigar Snob yeah. and not feeling confident enough in our system to put out a list. And when we did, uh, it's been extremely successful. So uh, I hope you guys dig it too, as much, as, uh, as, as much work as goes into it. So, uh, so anyway, what were you going to say about this? Oh, I was going to say one last note about the list and where people find it. Uh, I was over at the apartment of uh, Michael Ortiz, who owns Jojo Tea. So if you're, mm-hmm. a, if you're into tea, you want to check out sipjojo.com. Um, he's a beast when it comes to tea. He is a beast when it comes to tea. Um, Not but, many other things, though. But he's also gotten really into cigars, and he showed me this book that he was reading about cigars, and he had the top 25 list, the little tearaway version that we put in the magazine, yep. the bookmark. So oh, he's okay. like, That's beautiful. you know, always looking at it. Uh, Love that guy. Yeah. So anyway, okay, let's talk about this cigar before we're out of time in the segment. Uh, we're smoking Hoya Silver. What are your impressions of this cigar so far? We're like maybe an inch in. So it's a cigar that has uh, what I love about it is the, uh, the aroma, how much it complements the flavors. So the flavors have this cedar and a, a really a hint of pepper, uh, a nice nuttiness, and then this like nondescript sweetness that I like in the background and then the aroma complements it so well it's, uh, it's very well balanced in that way in that, in that the flavors and the aromas are balanced together they're not like, uh, like you have, sometimes you'll have a cigar that has a ton of flavor but then there's nothing in the aroma and that, that's always yeah. a disappointment in this cigar it has a beautiful aroma to go with that, uh, that very uh, balanced uh, flavor profile so I really dig this cigar. I think it's, it's probably the most underrated of the, of the Hoyas. Everyone always talks about like, the strength of the Antaño mm-hmm. or the dark Corojo or some of these other cigars. I love this smoke. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, like, especially contrasting it with something known for its strength. When people talk about a cigar being um, uh, using... A rompe pecho? No, I, I was going to say to refer to this cigar. When, when people refer to uh, a cigar as being like, maybe elegant... You know, I think that this is an example of that, where there's a lot going on, but it all feels very smooth, and it's not yep. something that's like overbearing. But it, you know, you know that it's there. It doesn't feel empty. Yeah, and, um, and it's also very flexible because of that. Right. Right. You can have it after a meal because there's enough in there uh, to stand up to a meal. But then, if you have it early enough in the day, it has a ton of flavor and not a whole lot of strength. 
So, yeah. so I think it's, it's very flexible in that way as well. Right. Um, okay, so we will revisit this cigar later on in the show. Um, I want to make a note of the fact that since we weren't here yesterday on T-Shirt Tuesday, which, as the name suggests, is the day of the week we give away T-Shirts, we will I be like giving Carluba's away... like way of saying it, T-Shirt. Oh, that's right. That's when we give away T-Shirts. <laughs> uh, today, we have a bunch of T-Shirts over here uh, at Cigar Cellar. So you have about 45 minutes to show up during the broadcast. Do it. If you want to claim your T-Shirt. Uh, you will we'll be, get asked a goofy question. You will be asked a goofy question. Um, hint, Nothing serious. It's probably, probably hot dog related. So think about hot dogs. Think about hot dogs and then come down to Cigar Cellar in the next 45 minutes. Exactly. Look at, or Jackson will bark at you. Jackson's thinking about hot dogs already. Oh, he yeah, said, where's the hot dogs? Hot dogs? Your hot like, dogs? Yep. Where's the hot dogs at? Um, so, uh, That's Jackson the, for don't tell hot dog. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, so we will also be talking about uh, yesterday's guest, Steve Reutstein, and some of the stuff that we would have said. We want to make sure that you know about the party that you're not to miss on Friday night over at Ball and Chain. We're also going to be talking about Trump. I ain't all, missing it. Trump and all his Trumpiness. Oh, God. And then the uh, AOC's squad, as apparently they're called now, which is just a silly thing so for, ridiculous. for grown people to... Re- it's just everybody's silly. Everybody is silly. Everybody's stupid. The whole thing is. The yeah. whole thing is insane. Uh, but there's a squad. Squad goals. Trump. And people are supposed to go back to places they've never been. And all kinds of stuff is going crazy. And then also we're going to be talking about emojis, which, uh, you know, I have been at the office not listening to... Very many things. If you are an all-day listener of terrestrial radio, this will probably be like the 20th show you've heard where they're talking about emojis because today is World Emoji Day. So World Emoji, that, not even National no, Emoji world, Day. The whole world is talking emojis today, and we will not be left out on the draw. Of course draw. not. So all that and more when we come back from this commercial break. We are The Draw live on Cigar Cellar, live from Cigar Cellar on 1210 AM The Man. We're at 1557 Sunset Drive. Come get your T-shirts and bring me chicken wings. Come on back. Welcome back to The Draw, live on 1210 AM, The Man, where you are the man. Eric, are you the man? I'm the man. Jackson, are you the man? Jackson had a very uh, much higher pitch response to that one than most of the questions he gets asked. Um, So, you know, because I'm the man... Oh. People will all will often ask me uh, uh, this question. What emoji do? No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I have something to say about our sponsor, Cigar Cellar. As a person who travels the world visiting cigar lounges, by the way, I'm Nick Jimenez from the Draw. Oh, and Cigar Snob. Hi, nice to meet you. For Nick. a bunch of things, people ask me about the best cigar bars in Miami, and I always answer Cigar Cellar, or as uh, some people in the Dominican uh, Republic I have heard say. When they're speaking English, cigar seller. Cigar seller. I hear okay. cigar seller. Uh, so located right off of Sunset Drive in South Miami, owner Alex Broche invites you to the man cave or sometimes dog cave that is Cigar Cellar. They have a great selection, including Oliva, my father, La Flor Dominicana, CLE, Arturo Fuente. Do they? Wait a second. Do mm-hmm. they? Do mm-hmm. they have beer and wine here? They do have beer and Holy wine. Holy mackerel! Eric, if you are a beer and wine person, you are in and luck. I am. You are in luck. I know. I've seen you do this. It's a very weird thing. You'll take the beer. You'll take the wine. You mix them together. Mix you them shake together. it up. <laughs> it's kind of gross. But hey, you know, to each his own. Cada logo con su tema is the motto here at Cigar Cellar. No, I'm making that up. That's not their motto. It might be. Uh, they do have craft beer and wine, though. I think they're usually about six. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six beers over there on tap. There is also 24-hour access to their VIP 
member lounge provided you are a VIP member, which is totally worth doing. They have humidified lockers, a TV. In the VIP member lounge, there's even more TVs outside of the member lounge. And big discounts. Not the little kind. They got big discounts. They're at least the size of your head. Um, Cigar Cellar is also the home of our radio show, where we are live on site Monday through Wednesday at 6 p.m. until 7 p.m. And we hang out, we smoke, we talk all manner of cigar snobbery. Sometimes we give away T-shirts. And that's what's going to happen some point later in the show. Uh, what kind of snobbery? What kind of snobbery do you talk about? We get into political snobbery, cigar snobbery, <laughs> cigar. beer snobbery, to shirt snobbery, all kinds of snobbery. Huh. Uh, so you want to visit Alex Broche and the great people at Hot Dog Snobbery? There will be Hot Dog Snobbery. Yep. Uh, and the great people at Cigar Cellar, they will make you a VIP at 1557 Sunset Drive, you can call them at 305-3810-458 or go to their website where they also sell a whole bunch of things at Cigar Cellar, that's C-E-L-L-A-R, Cigar Cellar of Miami.com and follow them on Instagram at Cigar underscore Cellar. It's Cigar Cellar. I like that. Oh. You finally got that one. I wish the radio, you know, people could have seen the head bob. The head that's, bob was nice. I think I finally found my groove. I got to do a head bob when I say, it's Cigar Cellar. Yeah, it, it sounds much better that way. No, yeah, thank you, thank you. I finally, you know, hey, listen, I'm, this is an evolution mm-hmm. of my, you know, of my radio uh, thing. Chops, my radio chops, if you will. And I'm getting super choppy today. <laughs> I think the whole show is choppy. <laughs> the whole show is super choppy. Uh, all right, so <clears throat> we will come back to the cigar in a little bit. But as we mentioned before the break, we are smoking Hoya Silver in Toro. This was the number twenty-five cigar of the year, according to a very reputable group of people, uh, and that's us. And uh, so we will uh, revisit this a little bit later. But in the meantime, we have other things to talk about. Yesterday, again, we were off the air due to technical difficulties. And so we were unable to, to bring you... outage. Due to a local internet outage. And so we were unable to bring you our jibber-jabber with one Steve Reutstein, who is the band leader of... Bottle. You guys missed out because we still had the jibber-jabber, still, just not on the air. There was still jibber-jabber off the air. Uh, and Steve Reutstein is, aside from being a good dude, is also super knowledgeable in just... All things music, and especially Miami's music history and all that stuff. Uh, but one of the cool things is that aside from being super knowledgeable, he is a big part himself of yep. Miami's music history um, up to right now, up to and including right now. He is the leader of what is arguably, but not that arguably, South Florida's favorite, I was going to say Latin band, maybe band period. It's, it's hard to find a band. One more, that, yeah, one of the more popular bands, if not the most popular. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and that is Palo, P-E-P-A-L-O, translates with, to stick. With the exclamation point, With though. the exclamation point, And they are Go Palo, G-O Palo, like Go Palo, Go Palo, Go, all over social media. Uh, that sounded nice. You like it? Uh, yeah, we'll be doing some roof raising later in the show, all kinds of stuff. Uh, <laughs> Who let the Palos out? Oh, boy. <laughs> Everybody put your Palos away, please. Please put, <laughs> put the Palos away. Put them back in the bush. Put the in the bush. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so yes, uh, he was the, he, he is the band leader of Palo, um, a a favorite locally. Sorry, Steve, if you're one listening. Of, one of one of my personal favorite bands. Um, so on Friday, Friday night, they will be at Ball and Chain for uh, not only a show but the 16th anniversary show. Steve and uh, and the boys, as we uh, you know, as we refer to ourselves, apparently we're, we're well, except that they have a girl, Leslie. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and sometimes, and sometimes we, you know, if we had a girl, we'd still be Eric Calvino and the boys. Yeah. Uh, but Steve Roystein and the boys and one girl uh, are celebrating their 16th birthday. They can finally drive. Um, 
so congratulations to, to Steve and, and Paolo. Uh, and also go out there. They will be at Ball and Chain. The show, uh, pre-show concert, I believe, starts at 9 o'clock, and they're supposed to take the stage at 10. Uh, but you want to make sure you're there early because, again, they do draw a crowd. There will be no cover, which is exciting. I will be there. So will I. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and that's another thing. If, if you are not interested in Steve and Paolo, come for yeah. us. Bring me chicken wings at Ball and Chain. <laughs> well, we will have cigars out there yeah. just smoking. We'll share them with you. While supplies last. While supplies last, yeah. Yep. We'll, yep. We'll, as many cigars as fit comfortably in our pockets. Yes. And also... Rest assured, you will be handed a cigar from the I don't know you pocket. Uh, <laughs> from the who the hell is this person pocket. You know, that, that's, all, that's something that only like real cigar snobs know about. Right. right? Like you have your, you know, your personal pocket, and then you right. have the I don't know you pocket. Right. That has... That's the move. Yeah, the bundled product. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, we'll have some good stuff. Uh, again, like you said, while supplies last, that basically right. means while we... Uh, well, we have enough to give you. I'll, I'll wear four T-shirts so I can give Good. three away. I'll wear three Wayaweras and have <laughs> twelve and, pockets. And be, oh, I was going to say to give T-shirts away, but you can wear four Wayaweras and just be very sweaty. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's what you all missed. But we will have Steve on later on in the month, likely. Um, nothing is set in stone yet, but he will be back on the draw for a second attempt. And he is a, a national treasure, man, or at least a local treasure. He's uh, all, the history of, all the history of, uh, of music that he has and his history uh, playing with Willy Chirino and, and all, of those, all of those stories that he has. He's just a good time. Last night, uh, while we were not on the air, it was just there were people who were sitting here just listening. I don't know if you noticed that. There was people yeah. listening in on the conversation. And then at one point, this one dude couldn't help himself. And he's like, uh, I need to ask you something because it's, he's such an authority on all this stuff. Yeah. So... Anyway, uh, I, I can't wait for him to be on. So I would even go ahead and say, uh, you know, now that we have a little bit of advance notice, we don't know when it'll be. It'll probably be last week of the month. But if you have uh, questions that you want us to stow away for Steve Reutstein, whether it's about Paolo or, or what the rest of his you know, career in music, um, or about his hot dog preferences. Or hot dog preferences. Well, but also, also, seriously, I know you were about yeah. the segue, but, yeah. uh, but seriously, his knowledge of of music copyright right. law and all that stuff is just because he's also a professor. So it's, uh, yeah, all that stuff is just incredibly uh, interesting to talk about. Right? Like how how, how uh, artists and how uh, songwriters get credited and how they get paid and on all that stuff. I thought that was fascinating yesterday. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so anyway, all that at some anyway, point What kind of hot dog does he like, Nick? You know, Steve looks like a... Like a Tolo Hierro kind of guy. Oh, like uh, a like a Colombian dog type I, of I situation. Think and, and I think he also he's he's such a lover of the of the Latin culture. He is uh, that I think he's probably taking a deep dive into Colombian hot dogs. I do not like the Colombian hot dogs with all the things. Uh, on okay, them. you don't like creamy toppings. Yeah, but even that, I, I like just uh, even with the things that I do like. Uh, you know, what I like is a chili dog. I'm a fan of the chili dog. That's your move. That's my move. Um, I I'm a big fan of that. Uh, save the cheese. Hang on to your cheese sauce. Just just the chili on the dog. That's what I'm doing. What about you? I am I'm I'm kind of a purist in this in the hot dog world. I just like a hot dog with straight mustard. Mm. I love that with a nice, like strong mustard. The stronger the better. So uh, I dig that. I'll, I, could, I'll, I could not do that. I do not like mustard. Oh man, I love it now. But I have had. Uh, I have had 
a uh, sriracha ketchup that was just outrageously delicious with the mustard. So I have had that. Uh, otherwise, I don't put anything other than mustard. So National Hot Dog Day is today. Which is why we're talking which about is this. Which why so. we're doing this. So um, this is National Hot Dog Day. There is apparently some council someplace that decided that should be today. Yeah, I, I wonder how that happens, right? Like, how do they decide, yeah, well, this is good as day as any? Yeah, exactly. You know? And, you know, ultimately, it's, just, it's you know, you know that it's a marketing thing, but it's, it's crazy to me, like, how, you know, how into it people get, including us. Here we are talking about our hot dog preferences. Yep. Because some hot dog, the big hot dog. Yeah, uh, yeah, not big sugar, not big tobacco, big hot dog. <laughs> big hot dog decided to hook us. You know, it's sort of like, oh, Valentine's Day was invented by Hallmark. Well, hot dog day was invented by big hot dog. Yep. And um, I mean, well, so it is summer, and, and I correct. think that uh, hot dog consumption clearly jumps during the summertime. No question. So uh, we have the hot dog eating contest July 4th weekend. Right. And so let's give them a little break from the July 4th weekend, right. and a couple weeks later we'll make it hot dog day. Exactly. Just, so, just in case people forgot about hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, and so hot dog days, by the way, are not an exclusively American thing. These are celebrated in the United States, Canada, and Australia. So apparently, most of the Anglosphere is into Hot Dog Day. Is that most? Yeah, I guess it is most. Yeah, I mean, we're basically just leaving yeah. out what? Like South Africa and the UK? Yep. In South Africa, I mean, maybe they do have a Hot Dog Day. They just haven't told anybody. Maybe they just pronounce <laughs> it funny, and we just don't know about it. They keep telling everybody, and we don't know what they're talking about. Well, if Carlubo made it up, then they will pronounce it funny. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, yeah, so uh, hang around until this coming Tuesday, and we will, in the meantime, have Carluba practice his South African accented hot dog references. Um, sure. I, I'll probably practice them myself. We'll do, we'll do hot dogs from all over the world. That's what Tuesday's show will be. So what was the guy we had the other day uh, who was like an authority on our betters hot dog, oh, which is yes. our local... He was an authority on many things. He was great. Right? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. is that guy? Is that, was that Christian? Was that Christian, that was his name, yeah. Yeah, Christian, where are you what at? What a good dude. Where are you at, Christian? We need you back over here uh, so that we can talk hot dogs. Yeah, um, we, we need you, bro. This is yeah. I mean, he's probably still at Arbetter right now. He went. He went for their for Arbetter's birthday or whatever it was. He hasn't like, left the anniversary. And he hasn't left. He's probably stowed away eating their hot dogs from the back of the freezer. Um, so anyway, uh, let's come back to this cigar briefly before we go to a break. And by the way, after the break, we're going to be giving away T-shirts and we're going to be posing some hot dog related questions to people here at the lounge. Uh, but how are you feeling about the cigar now that we're a little bit deeper into it? I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm right there. I haven't. Uh, I think that. Maybe a little bit of the, of the cedar has kind of gone away, uh, and it's maybe become a little bit earthier than before. Mm-hmm. So some of the earthy notes that were sort of in the background before being maybe overshadowed by cedar are now a little bit more in the forefront. Take it easy, Alex. Uh, so, so I think that, that change has happened, but it's not an unpleasant change. It's a nice transition. So, so that's where I'm at. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I agree completely. I am uh, definitely getting more of that earthiness, but there's still the nuttiness, which yep. is which has been sort of the through line and the thing that sort of sets this cigar apart from so many others. It's got sort of like a, uh, for me, almost like a raw almond kind of nuttiness, right? It's not like a roasted peanut or... That's true. Uh, it's got that sort of almond and even like the the uh, finish, the, the feel, the, the flavor that it leaves on your palate after the fact is almost yep. like if you just had a couple almonds in your mouth. You know, so there's a little bit of a dry kind of sensation, but still that nuttiness that lingers. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought of it that way, but you're right. I mean, I, now, I, now I get it. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome. Hey. <laughs> that's why we're the cigar snobs. <laughs> uh, all right, so. That's not going. 
So again, we've been smoking Hoya Silver. So this was number 25 on our list. Um, why don't you get on Twitter? Go to Cigar Snob Mag on Twitter. Definitely. Now that we are through with this list, and we're going to have to co start compiling a, just for the purposes of radio list, we've got to like really think about what we're going to be smoking now. Our, our work is cut That's out true. for us. Yeah, so Tell us, yeah, uh, we, we're freed from the chains, and yeah. now we're like, oh, what do we do? Yeah, I would say you know, we want to hear your suggestions. This is not to say we will heed them. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I am curious to know what do people want to hear us uh, remark on if you're a cigar smoker or even if you're not. Maybe you're a novice and there's some cigar that you've always wondered about. Um, you know, let us know. It's at Cigar Snob Mag on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to be giving away some T-shirts to uh, some, of the, some of the regulars here. Or they might, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know they if they're regulars, yeah, but they're we'll here. See. We'll find out, but we'll give them a T-shirt. We'll ask them about hot dogs. You've been listening to The Draw live from Cigar Cellar at 1557 Sunset Drive. And we'll catch you after these uh, advertisements. All right, welcome back to The Draw on 1210 AM. The man, I am Nick Jimenez of Cigar Snob Magazine, joined by Eric Calvino. What's happening? Also of Cigar Snob Magazine. We have a guest in the house. Guest, tell us your name. Hello, I'm Guillermo Rumbos. I'm enjoying a cigar and a really nice beer. Guillermo Ooh. with a cigar and a really nice beer. Do you know what really nice beer that is? That's the I don't know the name is a is a is that a imperial whiskey. red ale? It's, it's a red ale. It's a uh, it's the G night. Yeah. It's the G night from really, uh, really good beer. No, it's it's excellent. It's amazing. And it's got a <laughs> and it's got a little a little kick. It's like an eight percent. Yes. Eight and change. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see <laughs> you feel it. <laughs> We're gonna get him another one and bring him back on. Uh, all right, so Guillermo, uh, before we went to break, we were talking about hot dogs. Okay. So are you a hot dog eater? Well, today is today National is, today Hot Dog Day. That's hot the dog reason day. we're talking about it. Yes, for real. Have you had your hot dog today? No, I haven't, oh, but man. I will. Good, good. <laughs> Straight from here to, another, to a hot dog and then back to the beer. Yes. So uh, we were talking about our hot dog preferences, what we put on a hot dog. Are you, do you feel strongly about hot dogs? I'm, I am from Venezuela. And okay. Over there, we make... Some killer, some killer hot dogs. Killer hot dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the classic. On it. The Venezuelan-Colombian hot dog rivalry. Yes. Lives on. It's like uh, Tampa, Miami with the Cuban sandwich. Right, right, yeah. right. So, okay. And so the very difficult question. Yeah, I don't know if you're ready for the level of difficulty that we have here for you to win a t-shirt. Shoot me. I'm not going to shoot <laughs> I'm not going to shoot you. <laughs> but I will shoot this question at you. <laughs> Tell us, what would you... You can do anything you want. Okay. What are you putting on your hot dog? Yeah, hot anything dog? is open to you. Truffles, whatever you want. Well, right now I feel I will put like some mm. some bacon. Maybe? Bacon. bacon, I like that one. Smooth. Bacon with some um, onions, chopped onions, and mm. maybe some uh, raw raw mustard. onion, raw onions. Raw onions, yeah. Okay. Okay. So raw bacon, onions raw and onions, and, and mustard. Potato sticks. And potato sticks. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> I like this hot dog. I want this hot dog. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pass on the mustard, but I'm in for all the rest of that. Oh, come on. Nah, I'm I not know, a mustard I feel guy. The same way. What do you mean, no mustard? What's wrong with you? All right, and so question number two. What size T-shirt do you wear? Uh, at the moment, it's L. At the moment? At the moment. Are we, which direction are we moving here? <laughs> sometimes Depends on higher, how many hot dog days lower. we have. So it which? depends on the hot dogs, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so maybe for in, in your extended hot dog day celebration, yes. we may make our way into XL temporarily, but we yeah, will, we will exactly. outfit you 
with a large cigar snob t-shirt. Guillermo, thank you for participating. You did very well with that thank very difficult very question. Oh my God. Listeners, I want you to know this is how, you know, if you're up to the challenge of giving us your opinion on these very hot-button issues. It's also not easy. It's not easy to come on the radio and really put yourself out there and let the world know what you want on your hot dog. This is, you know... It, it takes, uh, yeah, it takes some stones. Take takes some stones. So thank you, you know, thank you for, for doing that. I'm glad I didn't shoot you. Thank um, you very much for and, uh, No, absolutely. So, listen, I know you have a friend here, but if you want to abandon your friend and stick around with us, you're welcome to. Otherwise... We'll turn off your microphone and let you go back to whatever you were doing and maybe bring you back to see how you're feeling that beer and what your, what your slurred speech sounds like <laughs> I mean, this in the, the last minutes of the I'm show. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're feeling good. Oh, I'm, I'm into this. Yeah. We got to make this a regular thing. Find whoever's been drinking the most. Get them on. Every, every yeah. Let's, let's like identify, like, not every day, but every once in a while, we'll just cover somebody's bar tab as long as they make it to like 30 bucks. Slurred speech is. Yes. Is, Awesome on the radio. If you can consume $30 worth of <laughs> alcohol by the third segment, it's yours. It's yours. You got it, buddy. Cigar nice. snob will fit the bill. There you go. Nice. There you go. All right, man. Thank you, Gabriel. Right, thank, thank you, you very much. Nice. And enjoy your future hot dogs. Thank you very much. And your future XL body. <laughs> it will. All right, man. Take care. All right. So uh, back to our regularly scheduled um, program. The program. Uh, we were going to be talking about uh, Trumpy stuff. So, uh, I'm already annoyed. Already annoyed. So, uh, as some of you may know, the Donald, uh, as, as he is affectionately referred to by so many, including uh, me, had some <laughs> funky things to say about uh, the squad, which refers, for those of you who are not aware, the squad is how people are referring to four freshman congresswomen. It's representatives Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Rashida, I never know how to pronounce this, Tlaib of Michigan, and Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, who I have heard very hilariously referred to as the Ringo of this group. Uh, <laughs> the one I like that. that I hadn't heard that, and I really like that. <laughs> she is the Ringo of the squad. And so apparently Trump tweeted something about how, you know, how interesting it is that these Congress people have negative things to say about America, this and the other thing. We've, we talked about this a bit at the office at a time mm -hmm. when the Democratic Party was sort of in yeah. free fall. And like eating their own. And eating their own, and there was this weird rivalry thing developing between AOC and Nancy and Pelosi. Yeah, like, why are you opening your mouth, dude? Insane, man. And Shut it. Turn off the Twitter machine for a second. Don't do it. It's going to be bad for you. <laughs> let them just, let them eat themselves to right. death. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's not what he did. No, he no. stepped in and said that they are all from these crime-ridden uh, countries and that they should go back to where they're from. Of course, only Ilhan Omar of that group is a non-native. All the rest of these people, not only is she, not only are the rest of them born here, the one that blows my mind the most is Ocasio-Cortez because she is very Brooklyn. Yeah. She's very New York in a way that I personally find obnoxious. Uh, but she is very, like, millennial Brooklyn, you know, uh, social justice person. Pesa. Uh, yes, uh, very Brooklyn Pesa. Progressive Brooklyn Pesa. Because there's a Brooklyn that I find very fun that some people find Pesa. 
Uh, but I, I like the, the, the other Paisal Brooklyn caricature. I, th- I find it fun to be around, but I also find a lot of things fun to be around. Like the, like the guy with the bagel problem? The short guy with the bagel the problem? The short guy, yes. Uh, what was it? What's his name? They uh, keep calling him Napoleon Bagel Part. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. If, you haven't, if you haven't heard or seen, you, you really got to see him. Napoleon Bagel Part. You have to see and hear Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that oh, by the way, he's not Brooklyn, though. I, may be, I mean, I don't want people from to... He someplace else. No, I think, he, I think he's Long Island obnoxious. Get some angry Brooklynite yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, emails here. Yeah, I, don't want, I don't want that in sorry, my life. Sorry about that. We will send you a free hot dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wrapped in a cigar snob t-shirt. And a bagel. Um, but, uh, Very short bagel. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I just, I just don't understand. And then what blows my mind even more is the polarized response to all this. So, Eric, you've, you've talked a bunch about... You know the the polarized place that we are in in our politics now. Yeah. Uh, not even in our politics because I, I I always tell people like I am even though people find it weird because I do like talking about this stuff. I am very anti-political in the sense that I think these things matter, but I wish they would just not exist. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like it, you can't ignore it, but I hate it. Yeah. It's uh, it's strangely we've become, uh, you know how how everything in in a country like Cuba, where I'm, where I was born, uh, everything is is government, right? Everything is controlled by the government, and everything you say, and you can't talk about anything, and you can't think about anything without factoring in government intrusion. Uh, and so, in a way, political. And then we've become the same way. We can't talk about anything without turning it into a political conversation. Right. And so that drives me insane. Like if. If something's happening, uh, let's say with police brutality, it's that that policeman or that group of policemen, or they're the guys that did wrong there. Let's not make it a political thing. We're not, you know, right. So everything just gets politicized, and it drives me insane because it starts. To, what bothers me about it is it starts to tear us apart as a country, and so that's the part that I have a problem with, right? Let's let's these these isolated problems are what they are and let's treat them as such yeah let's not let's not make them a bigger political issue and so anyway all that kind of stuff just uh just bothers me and it, and it as someone who wasn't born here but was raised here i feel very american uh that it it bothers me it's like you, you do you know what we have here let's cherish what we have right let's look at the good and then let's deal with the bad and fix it but once we make it once we make everything political we can't fix it because if I'm not in agreement with your political views, whatever I say, you're going to be against. And whatever you say, I'm going to be against. Yeah. And so then we can't fix anything because we can't agree on anything. Yeah. I, I, I generally like to draw a distinction between conversations and views that really, as they relate to politics on the one hand and as they relate to, and it sounds like such a geeky, nerdy way to put it, but as they relate to uh, philosophy on the other, right? Where philosophy is more, in my mind, the things you believe, your sort of compass, and the, yep. the, the ideas that sort of guide you in deciding or determining you know, what you think is true and not true and right and wrong, whereas politics is just, it's, a, it's this funky team sport that we play with the most important things in our lives that we shouldn't do that with. Yep, I uh, agree. So Nick Gillespie, who, this is my overdue uh, Reason reference. Oh, so we had uh, gone way too long. He is a, an editor-at-large at Reason Magazine, and also a uh, perpetual wearer of uh, leather jackets, uh, has a piece at Reason.com that is titled, The Last Few Days Exemplify Why I'm Libertarian and Why You Should Be Too. And uh, the quote that I call out 
in that piece uh, that I think sort of encompasses what we're talking about here was, quote, our lives are too short, too fleeting, too important to spend all of our waking hours engaged in the systematic organization of hatreds, which is as good a working definition of politics as there is. And that's really all it is. Yep. At the end of the day, you can have a conversation like normal human beings. I think was... that's my favorite Nick Reason reference. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, yeah, so you can have a conversation about what's right and what's wrong. You can disagree and maybe even get upset about where the other person's coming from. But the moment that it becomes about organizing who's supposed to dislike who, like this group and that group, and that is the thing that I think all these clowns have in common, including Trump, which is yep. the other thing. Like, it's not just that it was politically unwise, which it was politically monumentally stupid to yep. tweet what he tweeted. It was also just wrong, and it was ignorant. Like, the, how can you be the president of the United States or just a grown, you know, co- like mentally functional adult in the world and, well yeah and just let's leave it to the okay. united states right yes. in here right yeah and and not at least stop like let's suppose that you think oh i think maybe these people aren't from here like wouldn't you stop before tweeting as the president to think like okay as let a me not person, assume not even the not president as like, a person out of here i know so um so anyway that's uh that's where i think we'll we'll leave that particular topic before we move on to another somewhat uh, divisive thing which is the soccer pay gap. Well, again, polit- and, and all of the soccer stuff has been politicized yeah. uh, as well. So you're a soccer fan. I am not. I'd like to hear your take on, on this thing. Not, you know, not just the issue, but also how it's been talked about. Well, so I haven't, uh, I haven't stayed as up-to-date on all of the happenings because, as you know, when something annoys me, I just tune out. Uh, so, but, but the basic uh, gist here is that the women's soccer team has won the World Cup, and they use that newly... Uh, gained platform to to bring about the issue of or bring to the forefront the issue of the pay gap between women's soccer and men's soccer and so as a fan of soccer I've told you before I think that the women's game is almost almost as enjoyable to watch as a soccer fan as the men's game it's not quite as to me as uh, this is just me speaking but I do enjoy it I enjoy the lack of of flopping, I, I enjoy the the energy and effort that they put into it. Uh, the quality of play is very good. It's very high at its highest level, right? You right. can't. I'm not saying this for uh, for a low league. That's that's different. But at the international stage where we were watching the women's World Cup, I, I watched a ton of games. I enjoyed them. I also like the fact that we're good as a country. Right. So, uh, and then but the men's game is is obviously what draws the dollars, and that's. And that's where the pay comes from. The pay comes from the ad dollars. Uh, and and you, just, you can't ask for more money when the money's just not there. Right. So uh, that's about it. I tuned out after that because it's, it's just I'm not interested. Once you, once you start to talk about, uh, well, I, I don't care where the money comes from, but we just need to be, get paid more. Right. Then you go, well, okay, so now you don't want to be reasonable. Now you, you don't want to be practical. You just want to be paid more. And I get that. I understand that you want to be paid for it more. And that's, I agree with you, like, to, to ask for more. That's fine. It's fine for you to ask for more. But, but not what, more than there is. But not more than there is. That's just not <laughs> practical, not logical. So that's where I tune out and I go, okay, well, it was really nice to watch these girls win. Uh, super proud of them. I wish that they uh, were as fervently celebrating uh, their Americanness, right? Uh, and 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 standing up for the national anthem and and being over the top about that, 
and then if you still want to talk about pay gap, yeah, go for it. Talk about it all you want. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. But, but coño, you won as the United States, and you're not even celebrating uh, by singing the national anthem, and you're not going, and you're not doing all the American things that you should be doing. Uh, and it's sad. It's sad when when another national team wins something, everyone gets behind it, and and the entire country celebrates with them. And here, we didn't even have a chance to celebrate it because immediately Rapino started to to make it divisive. And so that bothers me again. Right. It's like, okay, well, congrats. Appreciate it. You gave us some entertainment. I'm out. Yeah. I, I check out. So I, I had a, a, a thing that I wrote uh, and put on Facebook. I do a lot of writing things and putting it on Facebook. And it was about Incredible this. Incredible amount of writing. A, a on lot Facebook. of that. Um, and it was about the, uh, this graphic from Comedy Central. It has been circulating for, I think, three years oh, now. I haven't, okay, I haven't seen that. Um, and, and it just sort of lays out, like, okay, here's what the men make and here's what the women make, but it's, it's based exclusively on the prize. Did you say Comedy Central? Yes. Okay. So it was like a daily show thing or okay. something. But. But of course, Comedy Central doesn't need to, you know, hold itself as accountable as some other organizations would. Um, in any case, so this thing lays out the prize money disparities, and I share it, and I say, you know, like, okay, well, listen, these figures matter, but there's not the context of the fact that, uh, you know, the men's World Cup tournament grossed, you know, the revenue that it generated was something in the neighborhood of like however many billions, and uh, you know, the women's tournament was, you know, under a billion, and this is. A major disparity, and so of course the prize money pool is going to be very different. Uh, all of this is to say that I ended up in this exchange with somebody who who should know me better than this, and it ended up moving into a private thing where uh, this person was messaging me, telling me about how much my arguments, uh, just my saying like, "Hey, there's important context here to not ignore." Uh, I think maybe the economics of this, you know, are, don't have to be about sexism. Telling me that I was echoing the sexism of the uh, racist alt-right. Oh, boy. So now I'm, now, now I'm basically a neo-Nazi because I was like, wait a minute, there's not that much money here. Yeah. So anyway, just craziness. Um, and I, we did a bad job timing this. It's not really the note we want to end on, but I think we do have to end here. Mm. Uh, so anyway, uh, we had hot dog talk, which was fun. We gave away T-shirts. Uh, and then we talked Guillermo about... Guillermo was uh, fun. And Guillermo was good. He's getting into the end of beer number two. We're going to buy him... No, we're not going to buy him anything. Uh, but uh, catch us next week on Monday I am Nick Jimenez with Eric Calvino you've been listening to The Draw live from Cigar Cellar on 1210 AM The Man later y'all